Hey, kids. Hello, friends. It's that time of day. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday. It's Friday. It is time to get sophisticated. It is time to get sophisticated. We are sponsored now by Bird Dog. Point Dog. Or maybe we just sponsor Bird. We might just be Bird Dog's best customers. It's like, did you watch the NBA uh, draft? No, that's the last thing I would watch. Okay, of course. But if you saw did every- Zion get drafted? After every sob story, and you sat there awkwardly being like, why do I have to watch this? Um, you would sit there and look and see it just a triangle of Mountain Dew. And I'd be like, how can I do that? And get that where I can sit on my couch and be sponsored by Coors Light. And just sit there. And be in the NBA. Yes. And where, uh, you know, that, that 2000, what, three draft class where they all wore oversized suits? Yes. That should be us. That should be our new thing. Just wear oversized suits and drink Mountain Dew. Instead of wearing sweatshirts and drinking whiskey. Or just wear my Tiger costume. That also. Yes. And I just permanently wear my Jon Snow costume. Yes. But Matt, it is season. Season two. And it's episode. Episode 37. Just knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. And we have a really, really good episode on this Friday. Probably Saturday by the time you listen to it. And we will be talking about... What it will be? The Thursday about. night football game. Oh, boy. Oh, me, oh, my. The week 11 to come. Did you get something right in that football game? I did. did I did. I, did I also get something right in that game? You did. I got a couple things right. I, yes. got, I almost got... I almost went three for three at the plate. Yeah. Yeah. And I... <laughs> I posted such a meaningful video this morning too on the page. Clash of Clans. Because I was so excited. I said, I finally did it. I said, hey, look at me. Look at what I did. I called a football game correctly when the only option is one team wins or the other team wins. And then a minute percent of the time, a team ties. Look, it's like Clash of Clans. It's really hard to get that third star. That Mm. third star is always going to be the score. Right. Predicting the score. And for all of you virgins out there who know what I'm talking about, it's also really, it's pretty fairly simple to get either the town hall or the the 50%. So I got, I went, I hit, I said Seattle. Right. Minus three at home. That was easy. They won by seven points. Right. And the under in a 57 and a half over under, which is a large number, it was at 49. So I got two stars. Third star would have been my 30 to 21 prediction. Unfortunately, I was uh, two football points away. And I believe I said, and I'll quote myself verbatim. So this is pretty much a victory lap episode for us. Right. Victory lap. Speaking of, you know. Not that any of the other ones aren't. (laughs) Speaking of the Raiders and the Chiefs, victory laps. But yeah, exactly. I think I said that, well, I said DK Metcalf was going to have three touchdowns uh, because Seattle was favored by three. He did not get three touchdowns. However, he did have three receptions. Maybe that's what I meant. But DK did get a touchdown. What is this? I ESPN needs to just be canceled. This is ridiculous, dude. Can you can, missed it? ESPN needs to just no, get out no. of here. Yes, there you go. I mean, so DK Metcalf had a touchdown early in the game. Yes, and then everyone is like, "Oh my god!" He also had one. There it is, lodged into his uh, into his whatever face right. mask. And you know, the, he he had one <laughs> also. In the, he had one in the back of the end zone where he just straight up dropped it. And it hit it right off his chest plate. Right off. I mean, it was right between the one and the four. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but you can't do anything about it. And DK had three catches. So he didn't have three touchdowns. He was close to it, though. And I said Seattle would win by seven. And guess what? Seattle won by seven. You know, we usually don't talk much about Thursday night football games about, you know, really the X's and O's. But how about Carlos Dunlap coming in? You know, he was acquired via trade from Cincinnati. Okay. And then he gets the sack that ends the game. Uh, it didn't look like either of these offensive lines are very, very good. I don't know about you. I don't think Seattle's offensive line historically has been very good. And I know Arizona's hasn't been either. They've been able to run the football, though, consistently. The other thing, too, I noticed, I you know, you're talking about Carlos Dunlap. I still think Seattle's defense relatively blows. Right. Uh, Interesting, though. 23, then 21 points back-to-back weeks, which is fantastic for them. Who do they play last year? Los Angeles. Oh, the Rams? Cool. Right. Um, I still look and see, okay, one team, one team was dumber than the other, being Arizona, who, by the way, leads the league in penalty yards. Did you see that? I, I, yeah. And how do they get their safety? Was that Pe- via penalty? Yeah, penalty. Via penalty? Yeah. Um, and Seattle was relatively penalty-free. Um, I thought, like I said, this game was going to be a little lower scoring given the, the Thursday night bump or the Thursday night non-bump uh, offensively. But uh, takeaways... Arizona just can't protect right. Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray. You saw him rubbing his shoulder. By the way, who do they play next? They play New England, right? Yes. So I, I was here's sitting something. there in my throne laughing. The throne room. Smiling deviously as huh. um, another starting player for a team we're about to play goes down. Now, did you watch the, the post-game press conference? No. Kyler Murray wore his pads to the press conference. Now, usually, sure, if you're coming off a big win and you're feeling pumped, you might still have your pads on, you're celebrating, yeah, whatever. He's like a toddler. He's like a pop Warner. Right. Guy. He's the size of one. But he lost, and he had an injury. Yes. Do you think that maybe he just didn't, couldn't physically get out of his pads or, or didn't want to rush it and it was it, it would hurt too bad yes. to take it off, and that's why he kept it on? Sure. I mean, you. I have, I've never put on football pads in my life. That. Yes. You tell me. I have not. If you had an yeah, injury in your shoulder and you had to get your arms above your head and, and squeeze, those pads are tight, I think. Yes. So could it be possible that he just didn't want to have to Did deal his, with it Was right his then? jersey still on? His jersey was still on. Okay, Everything that, was still on except sense. his helmet. Yes. Then they probably had to shoot him up with something. And yeah. Definitely probably didn't happen, but I'll make sure it did. <laughs> yeah. I'll speak it into existence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I think uh, Arizona... They um, offensively, they show that they still can't move the football. They're still good. Their offensive line is a killer, and they're just a dumb team. Defensively, I don't think they're very good. Call me crazy. Seattle's offensive line is not very good. If they go up against a good offensive line, I don't know how Arizona's going to fare. But, um, yeah. And, And one name that's just standing out to me in the box score is Bo Scarborough. We remember him when he played at Bama. Alabama. Yes. And, you know, he was a monster there. I think he was in Detroit for a little bit in the NFL. And I think he's just been bouncing around. Interesting how a guy like Bo Scarborough, who was so menacing in college, has basically just gone un- unnoticed and, and under the radar and 
basically useless. I mean, six carries, 31 yards, but still. Yeah, he's still pretty useless. He's a running back. He, running back well, lives do not matter. And and he is useless because guess who was out once again? Uh, Chris Carson. Chris Carson. So if Chris Carson guess goes who in there. another good game? Chase Edmonds. You still don't want to trade me, Carson, for Edmonds? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. You I need those 15 points. I I yeah, I would <laughs> I'll hold on to Carson and for the third straight week not use him, which so is frustrating. As long as Murray comes back and is competent after my first round bye, that's all I care. Yeah. Well, Seattle is 5 and 0 at home now and they they sit atop the NFC West. My fantasy team, DeAndre Hopkins, slightly disappointing, only 5 for 51. I feel like there were times where he was missed. Uh, maybe it's because of Murray's shoulder, but... Yep. Um, so you mentioned it. Arizona plays New England soon. Yes. Arizona, and, and you're not going to like me saying this, okay? They I could see. easily be 5-5 five and five if they didn't hit on the Hail Mary. Oh, of course. And New England easily could be 5-5 five and five if they, you know... Let's say they they or choose, five choose, and four, right? Yeah, yeah. Five. Yeah. If they choose whichever game you want to reverse, there there could have been a couple. They could easily be five. So both teams are pretty much right around five hundred. Right. So everyone looks at Arizona as such a good football team, and then here we are sitting at whatever the game is going to be played, week uh, 12, 12, 11. 11. Yes. And these two teams are virtually. Seattle and or Arizona and New England you are, are, are pretty much similar in terms of the win-loss record. And they've right. done it in different ways. New England has looked fairly, fairly ugly, to whereas one, Arizona looks, you know, fly high and like, a, like the bird they are. Bird dog. Right. Yes. But they also the lost the day, to the likes of, like, uh, Detroit. Right. And they lost to the Dolphins, who I know are 6-3. and three. I still don't think they're very... I think they might be well coached. I don't think they're very talented. I think I think Brian Flores is and, doing a great job. Yes, and I think that's the difference between those two teams is the coaching. I still yep. think obviously Cliff Kingsbury can coach offense, but if you look, um, just the like I said before, they lead the the league in penalty yardage. Yeah, I don't think that's a uh, that's not a very good thing to lead the league in. The Patriots, by the way, are, are last in terms of penalties per game. That, that's well, not surprising. Just, which, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, uh, the best coach in the league making sure his team makes the fewest mistakes. Yeah. You can talk about the quarterback play and how horrific that is and the mistakes. And that's another thing about coaching. But yeah. in terms of the general team, um, they've, I think, relatively uh, mistake-free in terms of the penalty. Mm-hmm. And One thing about Kyler Murray, and he's your quarterback, so you tell me if I'm wrong here. Wouldn't you have liked to see him carry it for maybe more than five times? I mean, the way he's getting hit? Mm. No. <laughs> I, I mean, you I think I mean? Kyler Murray on the move is is much more effective than Kyler Murray sitting back there. I and, and Fair. I would rather get him on the move throwing the football than get yes, him on the move running it. Cause I agree. I feel like if he's, if he's having trouble with his shoulder, the fewer hits he can take, the better. I'd rather... I value... I value Murray over Lamar Jackson, at least to this point, because Jackson runs to throw. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's going to run around, and he's going to look to run. Whereas Murray, I think, like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's the final form of that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just as we said, Ben Roethlisberger is the final form of Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. Or Cam Newton. Correct. Well, Ben Roethlisberger is the final form of those. Yeah. Um, they he still runs around and looks to throw first. And there were times where you saw that he was looking down the field to throw and there wasn't anything there and he was able to take off and pick up five yards. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. 
And I think Kyler Murray is going to have to learn how to do that behind a not great offensive line. I mean, he obviously has great weapons around him. Right. I think Dave obviously has a coach that is tailored to him. He's an offensive coach. But Murray's going to start to learn how to obviously preserve his body, but also if he, if and when he runs, it's specifically because he doesn't have anything to throw to, and he in turn takes away the opportunity to get hit. And obviously, some of those hits were coming in the pocket because yeah. there's no protection. But still, I think coaching wise, they got to they got to get him on the run. And Matt, what did people say at the combine and when he was getting drafted that he was stuffing his socks with weights and that he was small and that people were comparing him to Russell Wilson? And I explicitly remember Mike Florio saying Danny this. McGee. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> visibly smaller, not in height. But in physical stature oh, yeah, than Russell no. Wilson. Well, Russell and that Wilson, was his comparable. Russell, Russell Wilson looks like he's about 25 pounds heavier. Oh, no. Wilson is jacked. He's yes, a boy. 30 pounds maybe. Right. Kyler Murray is small, and that was the thing. Could a guy that small hold up? Sure, a guy that short can play quarterback. We've seen it with Russell Wilson. We've seen it with Drew Brees you know, and a handful of other guys. But a guy this physically small, you know, he has... It's like, why do punters get injured so easily if they get wrecked? They're they're just small. They're 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 physically small. They're also in a, an awkward position. Right. When they get hit. You know. But I. You know. Th- this was the thing about Kyler Murray. Can he hold up? And we'll see how that shoulder is. Anyways. But. Yeah. That was that was Thursday night. Yes. That was. Uh, Shall we get into... You know, I do think that was a good Thursday night game. That was a good... I mean, it was a good matchup. Right. I thought it turned out to be a a good game. Came Mm -hmm. down to the the last possession. Anyways. The Seahawks got to wear their puke jerseys, which was nice. Should we... Yeah, I actually did like the... uh, I like the green with the blue. Yeah. I did. Now, should we crack open some of these beers to talk about... Yes. (laughs) Week 11 in the NFL. You know what? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm full of them. Shall we drink? I think so. Your king commands it drink so you know before we get into this mm-hmm. i think the folks <laughs> the folks at home yes <laughs> did ask us a few questions nice handoff there via yeah. sports via, <laughs> via the mail okay they did submit their questions to matt and they haven't had your quick hits in quite a while i think it might have been a week and a half now since you have answered their questions. And uh, who was the emailer? Email of the day. Email of the day. Oh, yes, we should. Do it, it was from Peter King, actually. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, that fucking bag of socks. <laughs> you realize I hate Florio and I hate Peter King. You I, you realize I don't really like Florio either, but somehow he's, he's full of knowledge. He's a giant nana. He's the person who's like, you have to wear your mask at all times. Like that's obviously wear your mask when it is. I think very important too. But I think Mike Florio is Ben Shapiro's counterpart, but also twenty five years older. I mean, they kind of look like each other. Yes, <laughs> they, they are. They he's, are. Uh, <laughs> he's just on the other side, and he's just incredibly annoying. But I guess that's the same thing. They both kind of have that high pitched <laughs> yeah. voice, and, and they and, both and talk, are. you know, quickly and have a lot of information to say. They and, they, they frame their arguments and they bring things out in a well spoken manner. But they are both wildly annoying. <laughs> this, this was a quote I heard from Mike Florio when listening to him. I think it was Thursday morning. Uh, they were talking. Yeah, so, so him and Chris Sims, 
look at that. Him and Chris Sims had made a bet about the Buffalo Bills uh, Arizona Cardinals game, saying, okay, Chris took the Bills and uh, Mike Florio took the Cardinals, and whoever lost the bet had to wear the other, you know, the other quarterback's jersey, right? So uh, the Bills lost, so Sims had to show up wearing a Kyler Murray jersey. Correct. And they were talking about it. They're like, oh, we should do this every week. And Mike Florio's like, no, I'm too cheap. I don't want to buy a jersey like every week. Lame. And then, so, what did I just do? I spent fifty bucks on yeah, a Jamarcus exactly. Russell jersey. And then, and then he's Which like, I'm we, not he's like, we need to get NBC to pay for this. And then, I'm pretty sure like Mike Florio got paid, I think like ten million dollars just for the rights of Pro Football Talk to NBC back in 2009. And then I also think he gets paid a lot of money just to do this show, just to do that show. Yes, just to what? So the the origina- just to be Mike Florio. The originate the origination of Pro Football Talk. How much money Talk. I can be make to make. To just be me, uh, probably a lot. I could probably somebody's out there yeah. who is looking for somebody to just spew awful bullshit. Exactly is looking for me. But yeah, so Florio had created this site with a, nice a while ago. Yes, and you know it was called Pro Football Talk, and I guess it was getting a lot of clicks and a lot of views. So that NBC was like, okay, let's buy this, and I he he sold it for you know I think a, a couple million dollars, and then continues to uh, you know work for them but okay we have the questions from the fans do we have the songs no we don't i have i have the the song that you didn't like to play okay i'm gonna play the song you didn't like whatever i think you're gonna be able to do it in time okay so fans it is time for matt and his quick hits matthew i'm ready welcome back thank you it's good to be back to quick hits so the first question is is philip rivers good this year no. So, would that mean Lamar Jackson is bad this year? Yes. So, who would you rather have running the football for you, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt? Hunt. The Packers have not looked good at home recently. Are they in trouble? Yes. I heard you said they are. <laughs> I've said that they are the whole year. <laughs> yep. And, and so, the Jets currently are locked in for the number one pick unless they win more games. Could Trevor Lawrence turn around the Jets? No. After the Buccaneers dominated win last week against the Carolina Panthers, who have looked really good against other opponents, are the Buccaneers back and in contention for a Super Bowl? No. Who's the MVP right now? Mahomes. Do the Raiders of Las Vegas stand a chance against the Kansas City Chiefs this week? Uh, through three quarters, yes. Through three quarters. Josh Allen or Kyler Murray, who would you want right now? Allen. Out of the rookies, Joe Burrow, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert, who would you take? Burrow, 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 Burrow. Oh, look at, look at this transfer of song. Oh, my God. Why aren't the Steelers being talked about more? They're undefeated. Because they suck. <laughs> So you would think that the quarterback of an undefeated team would be an MVP talks. Should Big Ben be an MVP talks? No. And we're going to get into this a little bit later, Matthew. But what's the percent chance that New England gets into the playoffs this year? 56. 56%. On the nose. Don't ask me how I got there. But thank you, the New York Times. How did you get there? 
Oh, did I? I sent you that calculator. I know, I know. I saw I it. I played around it. with it and I said, see you in January because there is a path and we'll get into it. But um, you wouldn't be seeing me in January. You would be seeing me possibly in February because my me is the Buccaneers, but also me is the Bills. So yeah, you could be right about seeing me in January. Me has a lot of things. Me is Tom Brady. Me is Buffalo Bills. Okay. Cheers. Before we get into week, definitely up. didn't already drink this. Cheers. <laughs> so, for the fans at home, we are drinking Oktoberfest. Yeah. And if you do look at your calendar, yes, it is November twentieth. Oh yeah. But I think the the, the festivities of Oktoberfest is more about uh, the, the, yeah. the season, <laughs> and uh, you know, not necessarily the month. Mm. Okay, so. First game on the docket for week 11, and we might as well just talk about it first. Yeah, of course. It's the 1 o'clock game, New England and, and, and Houston. So Matt had mentioned to me the path that, well, the path, but also about the bad luck. Path math. Whenever you are over here with New England. Correct. So, you know, Matt I'm and very, I. I'm not just stitches. I'm superstitious. Right. Matt yes. and I do enjoy our football Sundays, but, you know, if he comes over here at 1 o'clock on Sunday he thinks that there's a probability New England will lose. Is this true? There's not a probability. There is a deathability. <laughs> there's a deathability. So what do you think about this game? What does New England need to do well? My thing is I think they need to keep, just the rest of the season, keep the ball on the ground. You have a plethora of running backs named Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, yes. and James uh, White. So Give it to them. There, I've made this point before. Houston Texans, their run defense, if you go look at them statistically, they are a large volume thumbs down, being that they've been run a lot against, they've given up a lot of yards, and they give up a, a large yards per, yards per carry number. I think it's it's above five. I think it's close to five and a half, if I'm not mistaken, um, which bodes well, obviously, for a Patriots team that really can't throw the football at all, but can run the football. Um what I'd like to see is them come out and maybe go up 10 nothing early on, something like that. Could they do that and rely on their secondary? Here's the other thing. Um, I don't know if we saw anything. I need to go on the Twitter sphere real quick. Stephon, One, what's Stephon Gilmore doing? So I've already, did I already explain how he's being a little bitch? Yes, and you think, so he was... Uh, the injury's he, not real. What well, you're no, it's real, but it's one he of those. He could be playing. It's one of those things where he could be playing, but he's not because he um, he's uh, obviously playing for a new contract, even though he has a, another year under his deal after this one. Um, it's one of those things, things like Julian wouldn't have gotten surgery if Tom was there kind of thing. The question is, did Stefan Gilmore speak today to the media? Because uh, as someone put it, in Patriotese, uh, if you speak, if you're a player who speaks to the media on a Friday, that is a very, very good sign that you're going to play on Sunday. You know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, they're not going to put Gilmore out there if they don't think he's going to play on Sunday. But if he... Um, uh, and that, that that's, a, that's a good point, too. Okay, so he did speak. He sounds like he... Um, yes. One of the things about COVID, too, that, that has changed the football season is locker room access as well. Because now whenever we see press conferences, they're on Zoom, they're sitting in front of the camera, right. and they know the eyes are on them. It's a lot different than a reporter in the locker room, like me finding you one off while you're sitting in front of your locker, and me asking you a couple questions, and your guard's probably a little bit down. If you're sitting in front of the Zoom 
laptop, you're not going to let your guard down. You're not going to say anything that you might regret later. Yeah. But if I get you one-on-one in front of that locker, no one's around, and I just say, you know, what What'd you think about this? Maybe you could give me something, you know? True. But um, but still, Gilmore is going to play. Edelman, I think what I Little Bird said, I think he's back out of the practice field. No way. I think he's out there. Yes, that's Jules the squirrel. Not that he's not that he's going to play in this game. I'm not saying he's going to play in this game, but right. I, I heard that he's uh, looks like he's on a on a good track to come back. Houston poor run defense. Obviously, Deshaun Watson I think is a top. I think he's slightly overrated. We went over that before. Yes. Yes. He's slightly overrated. Sims has him as the sixth best quarterback in the game. I think that's that's not a bad spot. I think he's top. a little down more. I think he's top top eight. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll say eight. We're right around the same area. They do have really good weapons. Um, But outside of that, their offensive line is uh, garbage. Um, Not that the running backs matter. Uh, but Duke Johnson was, I don't think he practiced on Wednesday. I don't know his uh, status today. But, uh, and the biggest thing still is Cam Newton. Yep. And the front seven for the Patriots. If their front seven continues to play, like they played well on Sunday night. Obviously, they they uh, contained the, pa- the Ravens running attack. They didn't stop it, but they contained it. Cam Newton still blows. Um, <laughs> so can't, if he, all like it's really alarming when he, Drills the ball into the dirt to, <laughs> instead of throwing it to a wide open Jacoby Myers, in the right. back of the, which would have put them up by three scores in that game, which would have been crazy. But um, players like Isaiah Ford, Nikhil Harry, uh, Birdman, my favorite, Jacoby Myers, they need something out of those guys. Like, whoever it is, can they, <laughs> before Edelman comes back, can a second wide receiver show up and kind of establish themselves? Obviously, Jacoby Myers actually not only through necessity but he actually looks like he can kind of play he's he's i would agree he's a if you put him on a team and you were like okay he's your third receiver he'd be like okay yeah good he can play he knows how to play he can he's actually receiving and run rounds Nikhil harry blows isaiah uh isaiah ford i don't know um birdman i like but he's like a third or fourth receiver as well i i would like to see a little bit of development in this passing attack maybe they throw it 30 times this game instead of 12 or however many yeah I still want to see him run the ball. I just want to see him get out to a lead. Right. Usually I'm, they don't. I'm going to give you an interesting comparison here. Okay. Will Fuller and Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. Both, I feel like, were a lot more valuable when they had a guy in front of them. They're number in the two receivers. Chart. Correct. They're number two receivers. And, and They're different kinds of number twos. They're Will different Fuller kinds of number eight. twos, 100%. Yes. But... And Chase, the emer- that's why the emergence of Chase Chasey, Claypool. Chasey Jackson, number two corner. Right. You have Stephon Gilmore in front of you. You look even better, even though he looked good on Sunday right. night. But, but Claypool, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the Steelers in a little bit, but I don't think he's a number one guy just yet because he's a rookie. But I think if, if you look at Smith-Schuster and you look at Claypool and you look at their potentials, I think Claypool could be a number one. I really do. Interesting. I He's so, got the size and he's got the speed and... You know, I'm not saying he's DK Metcalf who wears a crop top and has his abs popping out of what you know when he's when he's on the right. field training. Okay, DK Metcalf's an absolute freak. Calvin Johnson's an absolute freak. But if you look at Chase Claypool, he has a similar size, speed, attributes, metrics that those two guys have too. And you know, I think Big Ben really likes Claypool a lot, and it's helped Smith Schuster. 
Smith Schuster did not have a great year last year. He might have compiled stats. Yeah. He did not have a great year last year. Will Fuller, same thing. Sure, he you know he's he's racked up over six hundred yards and six touchdowns, but Will Fuller could really use another. It doesn't need to be they another one. The, it just needs to be another great receiver. Well, they have they have not that he's a great receiver. Brandon Cooks, who's a very good receiver, right? Um, kind of the same idea, just a fast guy, speedster. Yeah. Uh, who else do they have? They have Kenny Stills. I don't know if Kenny Stills is going to play. And Randall Cobb. I like all. It's funny they have a bunch of twos and threes at their receiver spots. Correct. Just as the Steelers do. The problem is the Steelers have a better team around them. Right. I think. You know, quarterbacks, you can debate who's better right now. But um, I just look, in terms of the Patriots, uh, they should cover. Patriots are favored by two points. Over-under is 48.5. Could this game... Mm. So, 48.5, what is that? Is it 48? Uh, yes, please. What does that mean? 27 to 20? That's under. You know, is one team getting to the high 20s, one team getting to the low 20s? Is that... Is that something you feel? Is this game going to be like a 24-27 game? Yeah, I, I mean, I see this being under. I, I okay. do. I don't, because I first of all, I don't see any team gain to 30, and I do see this being a close game too. How do you feel about the the turnover factor in terms of teams? Obviously, the Patriots. Uh, are- I, I mean, I trust Deshaun Watson more than I do Cam Newton, but I also trust the coach of the, the Patriots. The Patriots have turned the ball over the last two weeks, which... Well, they also have Cam my, Newton throwing it like 13 my, times. My optimistic persona would think they're going to keep doing that my realistic persona is they're going to probably Newton's going to probably throw two backbreaking interceptions somewhere i'm going to go with your score of 27 20 but i don't think you're going to like the way that i predict oh you're going to definitely pick the texans to win i i pick houston yeah is that your pinky bet you want to i'm not betting my pinky because i'm saving that for michigan oh that's a really safe pick yeah michigan's Um, gonna i mean come on they're playing Rutgers. it's a big it's the big 10 matchup of the century you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go 31-24. The Patriots will win. 31-24. So you're taking... They're going to go over and it, they're going to cover. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going under and Houston winning this ball game. The next football game. We have... By the way. Yes. In this football game, Eagles, Brownies, Miles Garrett, I think, did he not just get a COVID scare? As in, I don't know if he has COVID or he's on the list, but he, I don't think he's eligible to play because of a COVID situation. Really? Yes. I did. I, I don't think I was aware of this. Which might change things. And this is a game, by the way, that helps the Patriots' path. Yeah. This because is a game. Obviously, Cleveland in the AFC right, North, they're, are, not, go, they're not going to win the division. As I explained before, there are five, six, and three teams Right. Vying for there, so there's six teams vying for three wild card spots. But they're going to cannibalize each other because think about two of them is, is Cleveland and Baltimore. They're going to cannibalize each other. Well, there's technic- because they they play in the AFC North. They're going to play each other, so they're going to Baltimore beat each other. and Tennessee play each other. Baltimore, yep. So um, there, there's losses right there. Right. Uh, Indian Tennessee have to play each other still. They're both six and three. So one right. of those two teams is going to make the playoffs in theory. Right, right. So that so it's only one of them that you really have to worry about. So the one that loses is in a better shape for the Patriots. Uh, also, do you and um, uh, the Raiders, right? Who, exactly. Whose defense? Who've been? They've been up and down. Right. So 
and I've said this before the last episode, the Patriots have already beaten the three wildcard teams. They've beaten Miami, they've beaten Baltimore, and they've beaten the Raiders. Right. So they have a home, they have a uh, tiebreaker advantage in those situations. So if those teams end up 10 and 6, Patriots end up 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 or whatever, you, they end up tied, the Patriots would win out. Right. Um, so this game, is there any chance it could be a trap game? I don't think so. Is it a trap game or are the Browns just not as good as, you know what I mean? Like I do the, think they're, they are good if they oh, are oh, able oh, to run the ball. Is okay. So, another look at the weather. Another crappy weather game. So the ball is going to be on the ground. Correct. Um, the other thing is, who do you trust more, Boston Scott or Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Who do you trust more, Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield? Because that uh, neither. <laughs> they're 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 pretty much they're, they're they're similar just in terms of height. They're a lot different. But they they oftentimes have the same result when they throw the football. Let me let me ask you this: Could you see easily see? Could you realistically see the Browns losing this game? To a, just the Eagles are mediocre; they're a division leader. But <laughs> uh, but you know I, what I, mean? I, I think I, could, gonna, I, I think the Browns are going to win this game. They should win this game. They're favored by three. By the way, three points at home, forty-seven and a half. This game is pretty much a straight down the line. You know. Who do you think is going to win? I'm, I'm going 17-12. Browns win. Okay. Yes. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'll say 21-20 to 20 the Browns win. So the Eagles cover. So I, I have the Browns being able to, you know, I say they the can Brown, handle the three. Browns should win, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer and the Eagles have a chance. I think the Eagles will cover even if they don't for, uh, actually win. Yeah. And I called that game a trap game, but we take a look at the next one. Could this be a trap game? So apparently, New Orleans versus... Atlanta. Taysom Hill apparently is starting. According to... Matt, you need to reveal your sources. According to sources. Okay. Um, I believe you. I and think we I, talked about this last time, dude. The depth chart on the website said Taysom Hill number two, whereas last year it said Taysom Hill number three. You know, we, we thought the depth I mean, chart I, on the website was bullshit, cared. but now it actually meant Yeah, I was something. biased because I had Jebu starting at my uh, quarterback spot, but right. I, I then traded for Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I... Ooh... New Orleans favored by three and a half over under 49 and a half. Give me the under. Yep. And dum, dum, dum. I'll take the under with you, but just wait till you hear my pick. I think I, I have a feeling you're going to go. Uh, Atlanta's going to cover. Your Atlanta's going to win. Outright. I'm going to win. I'm going with Atlanta. I mean, I'm the only person in our league that picked Atlanta this week. I'm going with them. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, I'm going to think uh, New Orleans still going to cover. Well, you know that Atlanta's either going to win this game or the one in two weeks from now. I'm just going to go with this one. They're going to win this one. Actually, you know what? I might join you because Taysom Hill still kind of blows, and uh, he is a gadget player. He is. And people He's much him. more valuable playing, uh, playing six snaps yeah. at quarterback than than 60. Correct. Um, yeah, no. I Fair. Uh, yeah. You know right. what? Screw it. I'll join you. Perfect. So we're we're both going Atlanta, and I'm saying we're both going under two. Yes. Okay. So we're even in the same watch boat. this be a fifty-five to like thirty blowout for the Saints. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Bengals, uh, Redskins. Uh, Washington is favored by one and a half at home over under forty-seven. Another just miserable football game. I don't care about this football game. Do you? No, I don't. But <sighs> you know what. I'm going to say screw it. Bengals I am are, interested in Burrow. Bengals going to win outright. Uh, it's going to go over. I, I, yeah, I, I think Bengals win outright as well. I did pick Cincinnati. There's been times when I think that Washington can, you know, actually play pretty well. But 
you know, I, I think Joe Burrow against such a team like Washington, I, I think he's going to be able to get it done. I'm going Cincinnati and Matt, 59 degrees in Washington. You said over under 47. What did you go with? I said over. You going over? I'm going under. I'll I'm going see. under. Uh, Alex Smith played well. I think he both. threw. You know, he had the a career high in completions and passing attempts yes. in his first start. Yes, back last week. Exactly. It, and and he's getting the nod again this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at that. Good for Alex Smith. Good for him. Good for him. We're fans of him. Well, Lions Panthers, another game that we don't give a damn about. Man, the Panthers seem like they're better than three and seven, don't they? Yes. Um, and the Lions seem like they're worse than four and five. Um, dum, dum, dum. Screw it. Give me the Panthers to win. Uh, let's just call this game uh, minus three forty-eight because there's definitely COVID implications. Do you think this game is a uh, three-point spread in the Panthers' favor? Do you think it should be more? Do you think the Panthers should cover that? Well, I'm trying to think. I, I, think I feel like do. if if the game was in Detroit. Uh, maybe the Panthers would still be favored by minus one. So I, I would say the Panthers are somewhere in the minus three and a half to minus four and a half range right now. I think they should cover. Uh, and over under, I'll go over. Screw it. Over forty eight. Um, you yeah, know, Panthers minus three over forty eight. Right. With the well, the Panthers just got destroyed. So I think they'll rebound. And and we've mentioned it last week too. The Panthers play pretty well, except. Against the Buccaneers? Yes. I'm going to go with the Panthers, and I think they'll put up a lot of points. Yeah, and I'll go over as well. Wonderful. So if this was 2017, yes. this next game would be really, really good. It's Pittsburgh. But it's not. And it's Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville got them twice in 2017. They did. But it's not 2017. It's not Blake Bortles. It's not 1996. And it's not Jalen Ramsey. You don't get that and reference. It's, no, it's not. Nine, uh, yes, I do get the reference. Okay. Yes. Um, Took me a while. You know what? Uh, Pittsburgh's favorite by 10.5 on the road. Over under 46.5. Screw it. Give me the Steelers and give me the over. <sighs> Matt. Uh, give me the over. You know how the Steelers looked like just two weeks ago. Could you see it? In Jerry's world. 34-17? No. I see 34-13. I see 24-20. 24 to 20. Yeah, it, this is going to be much closer because I think the Steelers are kind of getting lazy, to be honest. I We heard Mike Thomas today say, uh, actually, I won't do an impersonation of him. Yeah, um, just, you know. He was like, yeah, it's not It's not like a uh, a um, Big Ten team is playing a, uh, a MAC conference team. These are two professional football teams, all that fun stuff. Um, and he pretty much said that we're going to be focused. So I believe him because I have Ben Roethlisberger starting this for me. A trap game, right? Of course, because you know who they're playing next. They're playing the Ravens on uh, Thanksgiving night. That's going to be. I cannot wait for Thanksgiving football. I yes, that would be a fun time. That's going to be really enjoyable. Yes. Um, however, I do think uh, Pittsburgh cleans up and does what they're supposed to do. Over. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, but I, I'm not going to say ten and a half points. I will say over, and I'll say no. I'm I'm gonna say under because I said twenty four twenty, twenty four twenty. Matthew, interesting. So Baltimore, th- is this the best one o'clock game? Tennessee and Baltimore. Tennessee, Tennessee. Because think about this: 
The loser moves to six and four. The winner moves to seven and three. And and if you move to six and four, Matt, you just said it in the AFC, right? There's how many six and three teams? Uh, technically, there are six six and three teams. Right. So, but there are three playoff spots, and two of them are in the same division. Yeah, I. You know, so, you might be on the outside looking in if you lose this game between Tennessee and and I mean, both these teams are are competing for, you know. For, for Tennis, Tennessee's competing for a division as well, right? So they have an added bump in terms of they can sneak in. They Baltimore could get at the this, division route. Baltimore at this point, given I, obviously, I think the Steelers are going to win. Um, I think if the Steelers win two more of their games, call me. I I, I think it's one of those things where I think the Patriot, uh, not the Patriots, um, the Ravens are fighting for their lives right now because if they keep losing, then it's really uh, wild card or bust. So. Indianapolis already beat Baltimore and in uh, and Tennessee and Tennessee. I mean, think about those tie breaks. Baltimore's favored by five and a half. Tennessee, I I think Tennessee's going to pull it off because we've seen Baltimore time and again. Well, they use so they're going to cover the five and a half. No, Tennessee's going to pull it. They're, they're, Tennessee's just going to win. They're going to win outright. But yeah. Okay, so you're not taking Baltimore. No, I'm not taking Baltimore. Because I think that when we see Baltimore, if it's against a good team, they don't show up. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm going to go Tennessee here. Tennessee is going to win. 49.5 is a lot of points for a game like this. I-, I could see this being 20 to 14. So I'm going under. 20 to 14. I think it goes over. I disagree with you. But I also think that Tennessee will cover the plus 5.5. For them, I'm not saying if they went out right or though. I don't know. Baltimore might come back and um, actually competently throw the football down the field. I know that Jackson had good stats. A lot to ask. But that was a lot of checkdowns. I don't know. Call me crazy. Crazy. Can we uh, actually, can we click on GameCast for a second? I'd love to. Please. Uh, because that makes a huge difference. I did I make the point before Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams are a key to this football game. Yeah. Just as uh they did not the two defensive the two fat guys in the middle of the uh, Ravens defense did not play really at all in that Patriots game and uh thus oh scroll down scroll down the injury report. Both are doubtful. Screw it, give me the Titans to cover that plus five and a half. You uh, know, I'm glad we're in the same boat for this. I, I really think, am. I think the, should we make that one of our locks of the week? Sure. Titans. Titans. Plus five and a half. Plus five and a half. One of the locks of the week. Now, another interesting game. Not going to say if they went out right, though. Right. And and this could have been a quick hit for you. Yes. What are your thoughts on Drew Locke? Um, I think he's, with the right coaching, he can be pretty good. He so, can be a top 15 quarterback if he has the right coach. So he's taking on Tua. And I think we'd yes. both agree it's more about Miami being actually a pretty good team rather than two well, coach so team. spectacular. Correct. Yes. I don't think they're that great. I think their offensive line still blows. Um, defensively, they do have some decent pieces, but I think on the whole, they aren't overly uh, talented. So Tua has won his first three starts, right? right? And if he wins his first four starts, he falls into some rare company. We So the... Rookies to win their first four starts. Ben Roethlisberger did it in 2004. Yes. Do you know who did it before him? Is it Kyle Bowler with the Rams? 
It was Phil Sims. Really? Phil Sims won his first four starts. Hmm. Yeah, as a rookie. So, okay. Tua versus Drew Locke. I don't know who I, you know, I know that Miami, I think, is a better football team. Yes. But again, four in a row and traveling to Denver. I don't know what it is, but I just don't think traveling to Denver is an easy thing to do. No, it's a hard play to play. Hard, hard place to play. So Miami minus three and a half. I don't know if they're going to cover three and a half points, but I think Miami will win. I will say Miami wins this one uh, on a last second field goal, 22 to 20. Interesting. Over under, so you're going to go under. Um, just barely. I'll also go under, and I think uh, Denver wins outright. Also because that helps the Patriots path. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're both a little biased because I keep picking teams that play the Saints, yes. and you keep picking teams that play you know, Miami in order to gain or, some ground. Yes. Right. Um, another electric football game is the uh, San Diego Superchargers minus nine and a half at home against the New Jersey football jets. I mean, the only question Over is, are they going to cover six and a half? Yes, they are going to annihilate this team. It's going to be like 58 to nothing. Uh, give me the over. Give me the chargers. I will copy you. Wonderful. That's all we needed to say. Uh, Best uh, game at the four twenty five hour. Oh no, you know, we're going to get that cat uh, Cowboys Vikings game shoved down our throat. Oh, um, no. Uh, yeah. Packers traveling to Indy to face the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Indy's one and a half point favorites at home. I'm going to go with Green Bay because Green Bay is just, for some reason, they're better on the road Click this the year. Game cast again. Let me yeah. see my They're better report. on the road, and I think they do play up to their opponent's level. I think they do believe this is a good game. You know, they they realize they how sluggish they were against Jacksonville. Yes. And I am going to go with Green Bay here. I'm going to go with Green Bay to win outright. And over-unders 51 points in a dome. I think this could be a shootout. I could see this being 35-30. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Phil Rivers has been that great, though. Um, I do see... Uh, you know what? What's the over-under? You know what? Screw it. 24-20, the, uh, the Packers win. All right. So, you know, interesting to see. One of my quick hits was, are the Packers in trouble? Let's see if the Packers rebound. They didn't lose last week, no. but morally, they did not play a good game. And, and a team that it seems like they need... They're running back to go for 200 yards every single week to win a game. Which he pretty much has. Is Dalvin <laughs> Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. Here's another team, as we spoke before, uh, that has a path much easier than the Patriots and uh, has a um, an opportunity against another 2-7 and seven mediocre football team to uh, clean up and do what they're supposed to do. Yep. Um, Minnesota at home favored by 7 points. Overners at 48. I think the Cowboys are going to keep it closer, so I think the Cowboys are going to cover, but Minnesota is going to win. Over-unders at 48. Uh, give me a push. Wow. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. So maybe a 24... No, a 20, <laughs> 28? No, that wouldn't work either. 20, a 24-24 tie. 27-21. 27-21. There, there you go. There we go. <laughs> math. Fun math. with math. Fun with Matt also. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm your guy. You know, if Ben DiNucci was starting this week, then maybe I would I would roll with the Cowboys to win this game straight up. Mm. But he's not. It, it, it's this AAF guy, Gilbert, you know. but Garrett Gilbert. No, thank you. Yeah, I think Dalvin Cook will be able to run wild. 
I say that Minnesota will win this one. I'll go 28-20. 28-20. Okay. Yeah, so we'll both go push on the over-under, but I think Minnesota covers. Interesting. Um, game of the game of the week, maybe. Not, one of the games of the week. Not really. Uh, Kansas City favored by eight points. Over-under is at 57. Half the Raiders' defense is on the COVID list. Um, I think the Raiders cover. Don't win. Give me the under. Why do the Raiders keep getting COVID? Because they're fucking stupid. <laughs> That's, That's an, true. I, I've spoken about stupid teams uh, as the Buccaneers are, as the Cardinals are, as the Jets are, as the Packers are, as the Cowboys are, as the Chiefs are, as the Steelers are, as pretty much every team in the league is except for one. Um, right. Yes. And uh, the Raiders are one of those explicitly stupid teams um, who've been fined millions of dollars already because of their COVID uh, mishaps. And uh, I think they just, I don't know. I, right. they, they think they're the Raiders. I don't know. Raiders. Raiders. So, you know, the last time the Raiders and the Chiefs played, Raiders won, and they took a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. Correct. John Gruden blamed it on the bus driver, and, and that's why they took the victory lap. Uh, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't think the Raiders are fun because of John Gruden. Besides John Gruden, there's nothing much I do like about them. You know, they do have a great running back, Josh Jacobs. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned it, half their team's on the COVID list. Mm -hmm. And I listened to an interview with Patrick Mahomes. It seems like they are kind of pissed off after what happened last time they played each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Chiefs just say, let's pull out all the stops here and embarrass the Raiders on Sunday Night Football and say, don't ever do that to us again. Mm -hmm. I, so I'll, that, I'll say the Chiefs can cover eight points. Wonderful. Um, over. Over. So I'm going to, the only difference is I think uh, they're going to cover, make it a little bit closer. Yeah. Maybe it's, a, yeah. Last game of the week. Might Tampa be the game Bay, of the week. Tampa Bay, favored by four points at home against the Roms. Uh, over unders at 48. What say you, Andrew? <sighs> well, okay. Before last week, Tampa Bay was hearing, actually, they still are hearing how they can't play the night games. Correct. We saw it against Chicago. We saw it against the Giants. We saw it against New Orleans most recently. Big time. Right. Big time. Embarrassingly. So they changed their practice schedule and, you know, have been trying to gear it up at nighttime a little more. How about Tom Brady just coaches the team? I think so, because obviously <laughs> we've seen Tom Brady play in, in, in quite a few night games yes, spectacularly. So I don't think it's a Tom Brady issue with the night games. It's probably just an everyone else issue. Question. Yeah. Uh, who does Jalen Ramsey cover? Uh, he's going to be on Antonio Brown. Really? Yeah. Mm. I put him on Godwin. But you know my stance on that. And you know my stance on Antonio. I know, but I think Godwin is still uh, Brady's. Obviously, he's going to throw to Brown, but I think uh, Godwin is the best receiver for Tom Brady. See, I, I could see that because I think Ramsey could shut down Godwin, but I really don't think Ramsey could shut oh, down Antonio. Second drink. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, Antonio's spectacular. Yes. So and he's psychotic. And he um, is, but on the football field, Antonio Brown is a different animal. Yes. Um, with this, with this game specifically, you know, you got to think back to when the Patriots played the Rams in the Super Bowl. They tried to keep the ball on the ground. Yes. And you saw several times on, on handoffs to Sony Michelle or Rex Burkhead, 
Aaron Donald just came smashing through the line like like he was going for Tom Brady, and then you just see Rex Burkhead take like one step around him. Because if you can get Aaron Donald to have to honor the run instead of just, you know, even though he's an interior defensive lineman, mm-hmm. he is so good at getting to the quarterback. And you know Tom Brady, he does not want if, pressure from the inside. It's as if he's the best player in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so Brady doesn't want pressure from the inside. They're going to have to put the ball on the ground. Otherwise, they're going to get they're they're going to get wrecked. Yes. And and I want to know the status on Marpet and his what? head because mm-hmm. he has been gigantic for the Buccaneers and his gigantic head. Yes. And you know Ronald Jones. Rodeo. They're going. He's going to get a lot of action. I think that yeah, Fournette's going to get a lot of action, and maybe we'll see Lashawn McCoy for the first time in a few weeks. Get some action too. God, you hope but, not. <laughs> but but Matt, if if you drop back and pass it every single time, Aaron Donald is going to have himself a field day against this Buccaneers offense. Um, that's why I'm going to go. Tampa Bay does cover. I think they're going to win by maybe five, six, seven points. It's going to be close. It's going to be a one score game. Yeah. Uh, but it's also going to be under. So it might be twenty three to seventeen. Okay. So that that and yeah. Let's talk about that. Jared Goff for a second. Because Rodney yes. Harrison called him the country club quarterback. I mean, which he is. Right? Yeah. So if you sit back and you let Jared Goff have a lot of time to throw it, he's going to look really good. It's going to be a nice day at the country club. Exactly. Okay? But if the so if the Buccaneers employ But if you play the, in sort the, of defense. Right. If the Buccaneers employ the Saints type of style defense against them where they just rushed forward, dropped everyone back, Jared Goff could have a day. Correct. But if they play the way they played against Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Jared Goff will not be effective. No boy. And that's the difference. Exactly. Country club quarterback, you got to get to him. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it, we're through 10 weeks now, and Antoine Winfield, I think, has been so, so, so good mm-hmm. on the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Really good. Exceptional. Right. Yeah. Won the game for them a couple weeks ago on Monday night. Is that a wrap-up for the week? That is. Are any final words before I go um, and go tinkle? Do we have a River Craycraft Man of the Week? River Craycraft Man of the Week. Do I give it to Antonio again? Just give it to Antonio. Every time? Yes. Antonio. Antonio. Um, River Craycraft Man of the Week or Woman of the Week. Right. Mm -hmm. Who do I go with? Who's the standout? Oh, it's Ken Bone season. Oh, it was Ken Bone. I'm going to go with Ken Bone. Ken Bone. You know who Ken Bone is. Do I? Yeah. Who? He asked the question, and I think it was the 2016 election. Everybody, because his name's Ken Bone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll give it to him. All Cheers. Right. I am going with... Um, with... I mean, I'm just going to have to go with Antonio again. Antonio. Yeah, I'm sorry. Antonio. But, you know, farewell. Farewell all. Any any final thoughts, Matthew? Until next time, kids. Ooh, ooh, doo. And that's me. Oh.